Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ray, and welcome to the RayWentworth.com podcast. In this podcast, we'll keep you up to date with the latest app development tech talk. And here are your hosts, Drew and Janie. Thanks, Ray. Welcome to this special holiday edition of the Ray Wendelich podcast. I'm Drew Freeman, and I am here with the ever-effervescent Janie Clayton. Hello. And uh, for this holiday special, we figured we'd talk about the thing everybody's going to be talking about, and that is getting ready to buy stuff. Huzzah! Janie and I are going to sort of chat about some of the books that we really like on the RayWenderlich.com website. And I think uh, once we get through some of that, maybe we can dig up one of those wonderful holiday deals. Woohoo! I'm sitting here in my recording studio looking at my bookshelf, and I can see everything from some old Apple II collectible books through through a whole bunch of nutshell books and and, and cookbooks, but... But the ones that I, I'm really driving on now are, are, are Ray's, uh, Ray's books. Well, like, I, I find them to be very helpful because, like, when I was learning programming, like, for me, it was kind of like it was a repetitive thing. For me, it's, like, similar to my, my cross-stitching or cooking or it's another thing where it's very, very iterative and you have to just kind of do it over and over again because if you just keep typing the same – if you keep typing stuff, eventually somehow magically your brain kind of rewires. So, like, after I got out of school a couple of years ago, I thought, well, I shouldn't be doing tutorials. You know, and real developers go out and they, they – you know, they figure things out on their own and look up stuff on Stack Overflow, but that's a bunch of crap because, like, honestly, like, like it doesn't matter what skill level you're at going in and actually, like, working through the tutorials and typing everything out and working through a project, it's really a good way of going in learning stuff. And Ray's site, it just it has a huge variety of a lot of different skills that you can learn as a developer. And, like, it doesn't matter if you just started a couple of months ago or you've been doing it for a couple of years, this really could benefit most developers who haven't been doing this, you know, since the iPhone, like, came out. Yeah, looking at looking it up on a site like Stack Overflow, that's great if you're time crunched and you need to find a solution or something's really broken and you're not finding an answer. But to actually learn these technologies and learn how they work, the best advice uh, somebody gave me was go through a project that somebody else has done, work with that project, or try to reproduce. I know many a time an app will come out on the App Store and a lot of my colleagues will go, Ooh, how did they do that? And they try to reproduce it so they can learn how did these people make those things work that way. Well, and also, like, there's a lot to iOS development. Like, you, you have the generic, like, Cocoa framework. So if you understand UIKit, you have, like, you know, the model view controller, and there's a lot of design patterns that are specific to Cocoa, but not every single framework that Apple has conforms to those design patterns. Like, specifically, I was looking at, like, SpriteKit and SceneKit. When I first started trying to work, learn how to do games, and I was trying to learn SpriteKit and SceneKit, I tried to mentally apply all of the stuff that I knew about iOS programming to those frameworks, because I assumed that, since there were Cocoa frameworks, that they would behave in a certain way. And I continually got frustrated, because I didn't understand what they were doing, because the design patterns were different. And I finally, like, my brain kind of clicked when I started reading other game programming books, when I realized that SceneKit and Sprite it were like fundamentally different, that they had a different way of dealing with information, that they had different design patterns because they were game development and not iOS development. And you've been all through the uh, through the 2D and 3D by tutorials, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I like I found both of them together to be a really good, coherent resource, both together. The, the 2D one is about twice as long as the 3D one because it goes into a lot of these design patterns of like the game loop and all of the different physics engine type stuff. And that's kind of covered to some degree in the 3D one, but the 3D one goes into more of the, like, you know, 3D graphics stuff like materials and shadow rendering and other conceptual things that you need to understand to deal with 3D graphics. So, like, I found that the 2D and the 3D game 
by tutorial together really gave a good coherent understanding of how to do both 2D and 3D games on iOS. So the, the 2D is going to give you, it gives you a good look into things like Sprite Kit and Scene Kit? Well, no, it's, uh, it doesn't cover Scene Kit. What it does, uh, the 2D one gives you a good overview of Sprite Kit, but it also gives you a good overview of game design patterns, about talking about the run loop, talking about the physics engine, and talking about a lot of conceptual stuff that you would find if you read um, a platform agnostic uh, game development book for programming. So like, like it covers a lot of stuff that you need to understand if you want to do 3D games as well. Got it. So like, so like, I, I kind of like the fact that like, you know, the 3D game by tutorial book kind of assumed that you already had read the 2D one and you had some basic understanding of the run loop and you had some understanding of game mechanics and state and all of this other stuff. And it focused entirely on 3D graphics, which, you know, again, is one of my areas of special interest. <laughs> I really want to do more 2 and 3D games. I, I really do. But I, I find myself looking at some of those things, like I look at Arduino with my son, and that's, you know, I've got my hands full with so many things that if I go down another rabbit hole, I'm going to be like, oh, now I've got to do this. And I, I, I've, I've gone through some, some metal classes, uh, some, some metal tutorials, and, and looked at shaders, and I'm like, oh, this is wonderful stuff, too. But in general, for coding in general, I, I consider myself the generalist. And I, I cannot not talk about the fact that these books really do run the gamut from really helping the beginners getting their toeholds and getting their, their, their place in Swift or some of the earlier frameworks and some of the higher level abstracted frameworks. And it goes deep and it goes dark with some of the stuff. I, I am a huge fan of Derek Selander's um, uh, debugging and reverse engineering book. And that is not for the, the, the faint of heart, but it is deep. And it is it it shows you the true black magic witchcraft of what you can do under the hood. I greatly appreciate that because when I first started with iOS programming, like I knew debugging was like an important thing. And I go to people who had, you know, like way more experience than I do, which meant they were doing it for six months rather than three months. And I'm like, how do you do debugging? They're like, oh, Oh, if you tried the the print statement, and like that was the extent of what a lot of people knew, and then like the, the kind of people had some understanding, you know, LLDB was like a thing, but like you know, like you know, like one or two commands. And I know um, talking to other people who were doing this for a long time, the dtrace was a thing that existed, but it wasn't particularly well documented. And so like it was really cool that that Derek went and wrote this whole giant book on all of these weird, esoteric, you know, deep things that you can do with debugging because it's such an important part of iOS that, like, you know, if you're dealing with people... Like, iOS is still a relatively young platform, and so, like, like being in it for a couple of years... I, I know a lot of people who've been doing it for seven years, but they kind of quit learning anything after, like, two or three years, so, like, you talk to them, and they don't... They didn't learn anything, because they didn't have, like, older people to kind of go down and, like, smack them in the head and go, here, you need to learn LLDB, or you need to know this, and this is, this is how this is actually working. Well, what's really interesting is that when you sit with a, another programmer, or you're doing code reviews of the like, and you're sitting on those top frameworks like like UIKit or Foundation, somebody's always going to walk over and say, well, why didn't you do X or why didn't you do Y? And, and that's it. But when you're sitting there down in Dtrace or you're sitting there using Python commands inside LLDB, whenever you see somebody debugging something, you inevitably walk over and go, damn, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. And it, it's just like there are just surprises all around. 
around. And, and trust me, you get you get a full. If you don't know Python and you want to go play in the debugger, you'll know Python by the time you're done playing around with LDB. And that's one thing I've really appreciated about Ray's site is the fact that like like when I first started, like like there's a lot of good stuff for beginners. But as you know, like the beginners have become more advanced and they've they've continued on with the site. Um, people on the site have gotten more and more like interested in being able to create um, like documents and books and other stuff on really advanced topics because that's something that we're interested in and that's something that the team has been able to provide. So I've been really appreciative of the fact that, you know, we don't just have like introductory stuff. Like, I mean, the introductory stuff is great. If you're just starting out, like doing the iOS Apprentice or doing the Swift Apprentice, like those are really good introductory books that get you up and running with all of the introductory concepts. But once you've gotten beyond those introductory concepts, there's a lot of really deep, interesting, deep dives into more esoteric frameworks. And even like, you know, there's, there's the great core data book. Yeah. And we've, we've talked about the fact on, on the podcast that Apple's done a really great job of doing abstraction layers so that you can have that light layer that gets you some of the initial stuff to get software up and going. But then as you need to get down there and get better personalization of what you're doing, you can drop into these lower frameworks. But with those lower frameworks, there comes a little bit of a higher conceptual edge. And Ray's books keep pushing you or, or giving that availability of knowledge. Well, it's kind of like the Teslas. You know, you have like your, your, your like, you know, in, in, you know, entry level Tesla. And then the, as you progressively get more money, as you go and get venture capital and work in Silicon Valley, you can get the more and more expensive Teslas. <laughs> and you can live in a smaller and smaller apartment with more and more other engineers. <laughs> Apartment? You live in a box, you know, like in the sinkhole in the middle of the street on mission. <laughs> Luxury. <laughs> you had a box. We used to live in a corridor. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I, I really love about the books, and, and, and Ray keeps these books, if you've got the electronic books, you get the updates. When Derek Zelander's uh, book came out last year at the DevCon, it was before WWDC. And with the release of iOS 11, all these books have been updated and now in EPUBs with the latest version so that the examples work in Xcode 9.1. The the examples work with Swift 4. Fortunately, going from Swift 3 to Swift 4 is not what going from Swift 2.2 to Swift 3 was. We're happy about that. And just me as an author, personally, like I've really appreciated being able to make sure that any book that I contribute to actually stays relevant because I've worked on other books that weren't raised books that like the second that you release them a couple of months later, like something changes and everything that you wrote is completely irrelevant and it just it's so frustrating because you want to go back and you want to change it and fix it and keep it up to date but you the it, you can't really do that with traditional publishers and like even even though the updates are free and you don't necessarily get like royalties from people who bought the book 4 years ago me as a, an author i feel a great deal of pride of knowing that anything that i've written that people are accessing today is going to be up to date and it's not going to be completely irrelevant and you know like on the dust heap of you know the swift 3 history or whatever because we're able to keep it up to date so like i appreciate knowing that what I have out there is always going to be up to date. Which is the one that you just, uh, that, that just got released that you had some contributing for? Um, I contribute to the Swift Apprentice. I always like going back to see the new stuff because first of all, as I mean, we've talked about while you're Red Queen Coder, that whole concept of always chasing the carrot that's being waved in front of you going, oh no, there's new stuff ahead of you. There's always new stuff. Um, <laughs> the, the iOS by Tutorials series, I, I still actually,
actually will go back and read iOS 8 by tutorials and iOS 9 by tutorials because really all it is is that focus on, okay, here's the new toys to play with. I still reference back to iOS 5 by tutorials because there's so much stuff that was introduced all the way back then that isn't really covered anywhere because it's not new and shiny anymore. Yeah, I actually, uh, I just uh, this afternoon was doing the beginning drag and drop just to see the iOS drag and drop, which I was so thrilled was to discover there's so many parallels to old drag and drop from, from Mac OS, but it still does it in its own way. And it's, it's nice that it's fairly simple. It's not involved, but having it in the book and the way to walk through the simple project of here, drag from column A to column B. Done. See, I, I didn't hear you say like drag and drop. I thought it was like drag and drop. And I thought that was kind of like, you know, like a new game where you're like a dragon and you're like dropping things on villagers. Game not to be released anytime soon. <laughs> Boy, in the state of Wisconsin. Oh, wait, you're in Wisconsin. Sorry about that. <clears throat> The nice thing is these books aren't that expensive, but we did we did say it's it's coming up on Black Friday, so so I, I suppose we should we should give the information that we have been handed. RayWenderlich.com has the biggest, best, and most up-to-date collection. Swift 4 iOS 11 books anywhere from Friday, the 24th of November, all the way through Monday, 27th. RayWenderlich.com is having a massive Black Friday sale where you can get any of their books for 50% off. 50% off? 50% off. You can get the entire collection, all 12 best-selling books, $199. And I, I gotta be honest, that is that is a nice deal. Uh, I wish I had had that deal when I spent my money on all the books. Well, uh, us authors appreciate you. <laughs> if you're a developer, this is how you invest in yourself. You get these things. You have them on hand, not just to learn, but to consult. So the the sale is going to be on Black Friday, the 24th. It's going to end on uh, Monday, November 27th. Just go to store.raywindelick.com. Take advantage of this killer deal. And considering that the books retail for about $55 each, you know, like getting them 50% off and having them actually be updated every single year. I mean, that's really, that's awesome. I mean, most of the books that I know of, you know, like they're 20 or $30 and they never get updated. Sometimes they don't even finish. You're getting them off of something like Lean Pub or Gun Road. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you don't have a, an editor. Like have, these, these are high quality books. They're written by, you know, top members of our field. You get them updated continually. Like, this is really, like, awesome, and this is a great way of being able to go in and learn that little pet interest that you have about Core Data or, you know, RX Swift or any of the other different, like, you know, things that exist out there that you keep thinking, man, I wish I had time to go in and do that. Well, now, now you can get this for 50% off, and you can, you know, spend your Black Friday after you, you're well, recovering from your turkey coma going in and learning RX um, Swift, learning Core Animation, learning Core Data, learning, learning Debug. Like, this is an awesome way of being able to go in and level yourself up. Oh, yeah. And if you do the whole set for 200 even if there's stuff you haven't gotten a chance to, you're way on a vacation, you got iBooks open, read the EPUB, and you're just like, oh, great, now I want to go play with this thing, much the chagrin of whoever you're on vacation with. But why would you go on vacation with a non-programmer? That seems, the, like, kind of pointless. <laughs> okay, you win there. Yay! So I am invincible. So we will be back in a week or so with another new show talking about some technology with some great guests. And it won't be an advertorial. And it won't be an advertorial. But we wanted to get the chance to, to chat about the books, because we really, we, we got into this, and working with Ray Wendlick because we liked what we were finding there on the site. We liked the books. It's good to be able to, to be part of the process to get this really great deal out to everybody. But in the meantime, we're going to pack things up here and we're going to send it back to the guy who decided to take this hit on his cash to make it easier on all the programmers. Ray, we're going to send it back to the Emerald Castle. Have a good holiday. And that's a wrap. 
Thanks again, everybody, for listening to the RayWendelk.com podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, and don't forget to leave a rating on iTunes. See you next time.